Oh, my God. 
minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel. Welcome to a Friday, Erev Shabbos. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
Friday morning, Erev Shabbos at 91.1 FM, 90.1 FM in the Catskills, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial, and around the world on the web, jmtheam.org. I'm sitting here watching this video that's uh, going around the world of the IDF forces entering Gaza last night. A chilling video when you realize what it means to go to war and try to protect your people and your land. Friday morning on this July the 18th, day 20 in the month of Tammuz, the year 5774, Tavshinai and Dalad. Erev Shabbos, Parshas Matos, with candlelighting time at 8.04 later today. 8.04 is candlelighting time. Many synagogues begin earlier. Make sure you know when things start where you are. The middle of this summer with a uh, ground invasion having begun from Israel into the Gaza area. We pray for the safety and security of the IDF. And, of course, we pray for the safety and security of all our brothers and sisters. Monday, right after JM and the AM, I'll be accompanying the Nefesh Benefesh Charter July flight to Israel, a flight that is filled with Olim, people moving to the Holy Land and establishing and laying down their roots there. And um, not one postponement, not one cancellation. It's pretty amazing. And uh, that incredible group of people will be an inspiring group to travel with. And um, we'll do last-minute preparations and announcements this coming Monday and then head to the airport to be with everybody who's making Aliyah on the Nefesh Benefesh charter flight in July of 2014. Kolak to everybody. 64 degrees, partly cloudy with a high of 83, mostly cloudy for tonight with a low 64. Tomorrow clouds with a high 79. Pretty cool weather for July, I must say. Yerushalayim, Tel Aviv, Haifa, they're all at 84, a lot at 91.1. Up in Guilford, New York, our friends at Camp Misora, who I am sure are busily preparing for a very busy visiting day Sunday. They're at 51, going up to 77 later on. Looking forward to seeing everybody and uh, everybody who has visiting day on Sunday. I know a lot of camps do. Enjoy it all. It's a unique opportunity to uh, infiltrate your kid's summer. <laughs> uh, to get them to pay attention to you for a while. So enjoy. There's nothing like a, nothing like a fun-filled visiting day. It looks like the weather will be good, so all the better. That's for sure. 25 minutes before 7 o'clock, JM in the AM. You heard A.K.A. Pella with Ekra. You heard Mim Komcha off a of vocal version. Rananu, title track of that CD. Curry Bone done by Ari Goldwag and Regesh, of course, Modani. We are in our three weeks a cappella format here at JM in the AM. And... Um, We'll keep this going until the nine days start and we get into our spoken word format all leading up to uh, 
our major solidarity journey to Israel, which takes place uh, the day after Tisha B'Av, where we'll be broadcasting from places like Steyrot. Um Should be very interesting, should be wonderful, and that will uh, happen at the beginning of August. This week, it'll be a one-day trip to accompany the Nefesh Benefesh charter flight and to be with hundreds of heroes on the same plane. It is a humbling experience, that I could tell you. A very humbling experience. JM and the AM on this era of Shabbos. I thank you all for tuning in. Uh, Malcolm Holmline is, um, th- this is a unique situation. A-, a day that all of us want to converse with and get information from Malcolm Holmline. He is in a, uh, he's in a tough spot because he knows how important it is to address this audience. At the same time, he is being briefed in Washington, D.C. this morning on some very important pressing issues. Uh, he will land in Washington just around, I don't know, 8.30, 8.45 in that area and is not going to be able to join us this morning. So our apologies for that. Uh, our next weekly update, please God, a week from today, Friday morning, 7.40 in the morning right here at JM in the AM. Jerusalem Post reports Israel launched its ground operation Thursday night because there is no other way to deal with the volume of tunnels threatening Israel from inside Gaza. This according to Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, who said this today, Friday in Jerusalem. Speaking at a, excuse me, in Tel Aviv. Netanyahu is speaking at the opening of an emergency cabinet meeting in Tel Aviv, said that, quote, since there is no way to deal with the tunnels only from the air, our soldiers are doing it now from the ground. Netanyahu said there was no guarantee of 100% success, but that everything was being done to get maximum results. The meeting was being held in a protected room in the defense ministry, so it would not be interrupted by possible rocket attacks on Tel Aviv. Netanyahu said he has directed the army to prepare for the possibility of a significant expansion of the ground operation. He explained that the decision to launch the operation was made after Hamas continued to fire on Israel, even after Israel accepted both an Egyptian ceasefire proposal on Tuesday and a U.N. initiative for a humanitarian lull in the fighting on Thursday. He said, we decided to launch the action after we tried all the other ways, and with an understanding that without this operation, the price we will have to pay later would be much higher. Netanyahu said that intensive diplomatic efforts have created diplomatic space for Israel to act systematically and with force against the terrorist organizations. This is not a given, he stressed. The supreme consideration guiding us is to restore security to the civilians and quiet to the state. There is not a more moral army than the IDF, and we do not want to harm even one innocent civilian, not even one. We are operating only against terror targets. Netanyahu said that the terrorist organizations bear the responsibility for harm in, to the civilians in Gaza because they are attacking Israeli towns and cities from behind human shields. Netanyahu said that he knows that the world will get a distorted picture of the operation, something that's, quote, unpreventable. But unlike in the past, this time there are many in the international community who understand that Hamas alone bears responsibility for the victims, he said. This is something very important for Israel. Netanyahu praised the country for its fortitude and called on it to continue to heed the directives of the Home Front Command. I met the officers leading the IDF action. They are unbelievably impressive, courageous, determined, full of faith and values. 
I stand in wonder at the motivation of our soldiers, both the regular soldiers and the reservists, who want to take part in the campaign. They understand that their objective is to defend the citizens of Israel. They know that they are fighting for a supreme goal to defend our home. Chief of General Staff Lieutenant General Benny Gantz told the cabinet that even as the ground operation was underway in the south, Israel was keeping its eyes open on other fronts as well. Speaking to reporters before the cabinet meeting, Public Security Minister Yitzhak Aronovich counseled patience, saying the operation will not end that fast. He said that Israel was not talking about retaking the strip, but had defined the goals. The IDF will strike Hamas and Islamic Jihad, he said. We waited a long time before launching the ground operation. The minute when Hamas was not willing to accept a ceasefire, we had legitimacy to act. Aronovich said it was predictable that firing of rockets on the south would continue and that patience was needed. This will not end in one or two days, he said. He said that no decision yet was taken. He said that no decision yet was taken to retake Gaza. We might get to that stage, but now the operation is going as planned. Construction Housing Minister Uri Ariel said that the goal of the beginning of, of the beginning of the campaign is to remove the threats posed by the tunnels. He said what was needed was a massive, significant ground operation, and afterward, quote, to continue to strike the terrorists and not wait a year and a half or a half and allow them to replenish their strength for another round. Ariel said that Israel needed to take into consideration diplomatic pressure to reach a ceasefire and for that reason needed to move quickly and not find itself under pressure it will not be able to withstand. He said Israel needed to go in and finish the job. There is no choice but to move inside the Strip and, quote, make order. That's the Jerusalem Post article written by uh, Herb Keenan uh, under the headline, Netanyahu, Israel would pay a greater price without a ground operation. 19 minutes before 7 o'clock, it's JM and the AM on a Friday on this Erev Shabbos Parsha's Matos, candle lighting at 8.03. We head after Monday's JM and the AM to Israel with the Nefesh Benefesh flight. I get the opportunity to sit with hundreds of heroes as they head to the Holy Land during this time. Uh, planning on speaking to everybody from Israel Tuesday right here at JM in the AM.
JM in the AM. Acapella Friday, Erev Shabbos here at JM in the AM. I thank you all for tuning in and being part of our amazing radio broadcast. Wonderful programming all day long on our uh, unbelievable network, uh, courtesy of our friends at Kedem. They have a, an amazing Erev Shabbos music mix that goes on from 10 a.m. all the way until candle lighting time. If you're in your car heading somewhere for Shabbos or just simply uh, want to enjoy a, a great Friday Erev Shabbos music mix, make sure you have it on all through the day, no matter where you are, work, home, etc., 10 a.m. Eastern Time until candlelighting at jmtheam.org. Candlelighting at 8.04 in this era of Shabbos. Many synagogues begin earlier on this era of Shabbos. Parsha's Matos. If you're listening on the uh, NSN app, I thank you for that and remind you that you can comment on the app about our programming or about anything else you wish, frankly. Yehuda Solomon had Vishamru. You heard Curry Bone done by Bita Chon. Vayivarech was Kol Zimra. Ashes Chayel from Yehuda, all from the Shabbos Acapella Treasury here at JM in the AM. Malcolm Honline is uh, on his way to Washington. He is uh, heading down there for a very important early morning briefing this morning. Is not going to be able to join us here at JM in the AM. I apologize for that. Our next weekly update will be one week from today, 7.40 Friday morning, the 25th of July. Right here at JM in the AM. Monday, right after JM in the AM, I head to Israel with Nefesh Benefesh and this historic and incredible flight of uh, hundreds of people who are making Aliyah, who are laying down their roots in the Holy Land, and we are looking forward to it. That flight takes place on Monday afternoon from JFK, and I hope to speak to everybody Tuesday from Israel after that remarkable experience. It's America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial, and around the world in the web, jmtheam.org. Golly, it's on the background. We'll do our news from Israel coming up earlier. We told you about the, some of the news reports. The Prime Minister has declared that there is cabinet approval to widen the ground operation. The ground operation has officially begun. The Prime Minister has stated that many from the international community see Hamas as responsible for the escalation and for the collateral civilian casualties that are being seen from around the world. Lots of attention on the Middle East right now. And um, we pray for the safety and security of the IDF and its members. We pray for the safety and security of all citizens of the State of Israel during this very difficult time and what's proving to be a very tense summer. Jam in the aim was 64 degrees, partly cloudy, a high temperature of 83. Special greetings to everybody who's going to be heading to visiting day this coming Sunday, uh, wherever it might be. Looking forward to seeing everybody up at Camp Masora this coming Sunday. Galitzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a Friday follows next. Boker Toe from JM in the AM. Galitzal, Ashaash Time, Kan Shibel Karmi Mansur, Imashakore Akshav. 
הלווייתו של חייל צה"ל, סמל ראשון איתן ברק, תתקיים ביום ראשון, בשעה חמש בערב, בחלקה הצבאית של בית העלמין הישן בעירו הרצליה. סמל ראשון ברק, בן עשרים, נהרג אמש בשעות הראשונות של הכניסה הקרקעית לצפון רצועת עזה. בבית משפחת ברק בהרצליה מתאספים בשעה זו חברים ובני משפחה רבים. כתבתנו שרון פולבר שמעה שם את חבר המשפחה, ניסים ביטון. זה בלתי נתפס, זה לא... זה לא... כל כך סמלי שזה איתן ברק, ההרוג הישראלי הראשון במבצע צוק איתן. זה, זה דממת מוות מה שקורה בפנים, זה, אי, אפשר, אי אפשר לתאר את זה בכלל. ברצועת עזה מדווחים הפלסטינים על ילדים שנהרגו מאש צה"ל. כתבנו ג'קי חוגי מדווח. שלושה ילדים בני משפחה אחת נהרגו מירי טנק של צה"ל לעבר מגדל מגורים בצפון העיר עזה. בכך מגיע מספר ההרוגים מאז אמש ל-22, ומאז פתיחת המערכה בכלל ליותר מ-160. עם זאת, ביממה האחרונה אפשר להבחין בירידה בירי הרקטות מעזה לכיוון ישראל, לפחות לפי דיווחי הפלגים. הטרוריסטים ברצועה אשמים בפגיעה באזרחים שם, אומר ראש הממשלה בנימין נתניהו. אנחנו פועלים רק נגד מטרות טרור, ואנחנו מצרים על כל פגיעה בשגגה באזרחים. מי שנושא באחריות לפגיעה בבלתי מעורבים, הם ארגוני הטרור שתוקפים את ערינו ואת אזרחינו ומשתמשים באזרחים שלהם כמגן אנושי. נתניהו דיבר בפתח ישיבת הממשלה לפני הצהריים בתל אביב. בשעה זו מכונסים חברי הקבינט לדיון מיוחד. 150 מטרות טרור הותקפו מאז ליל אמש ברצועת עזה, כך על פי נתוני צה"ל. המטרות שהותקפו כוללות בין היתר כ-20 בורות שיגור של רקטות, ארבעה מבנים אשר שימשו לפיגוד ושליטה באתר לייצור אמצעי לחימה. כמו כן בוצעו ארבע תקיפות לפגיעה במנהרות טרור. כתבנו טל אברהם מוסר שכוחות צה"ל אף לכדו 13 מחבלים אשר מתוחקרים כעת בידי מערכת הביטחון. מחאה טורקית אלימה נגד המבצע הישראלי ברצועה. ישראל בתגובה מצמצמת את מספר שליחיה בטורקיה ומשיבה ארצה את בני משפחותיהם. אילאיל שחר כתבתנו. ליברמן מאשים את ארדואן בהסתה לאלימות כלפי הדיפלומטים הישראלים ובמשרד החוץ אומרים שכוחות הביטחון הטורקים לא עשו את המוטל עליהם כדי למנוע את האירועים האלימים. שר החוץ הנחה את משרד החוץ להבהיר לממשלת טורקיה שישראל מוחה בחריפות על האירועים. מוקדם יותר שוחחה בגלי צה"ל טלי ליפקין שחק עם אלון ליאל, לשעבר מיופה הכוח של ישראל בטורקיה. כל מי שמבין משהו ביחסי ישראל-טורקיה דהיום, ידע שכניסה קרקעית תביא להתקפות כאלה, ואני בהחלט מצדיק את חילוץ הדיפלומטים שלנו משם, כי הם לא יכולים לתפקד בימים צמיחה גרמנית בישראל, הקנצלרית אנגלה מרקל מדברת על זכותה של ישראל להגן על עצמה. עופרי אשל מדווחת. אנו ניצבים לצידה של ישראל ומכירים בזכותה להגן על ריבונותה, כך מרקל במסיבת עיתונאים שכינסה בברלין. מרקל הוסיפה שבעימות הנוכחי לחמאס כלי נשק באיכות שטרם נראתה, ואמרה שעל אף ששני הצדדים יאלצו לעשות פשרות כואבות, גרמניה תומכת קודם כל בזכותה של ישראל להגן על תושביה. אלה החדשות שעורך עומר בן רובי. Yeah, <laughs> 
Na 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 na
חדש, בקדישו של מלום, ויתואל ויש קדש, בקדישו של מלום, ויתואל ויש קדש, בקדישו של מלום, ויתואל ויש קדש, בקדישו של מלום. ועל ידי זה איש בשפע, איש בשפע רע, שפע שפע רע. ועל ידי זה איש בשפע, איש בשפע רע, שפע שפע רע. ועל ידי זה איש בשפע, איש בשפע רע, שפע שפע רע. ועל ידי זה איש בשפע, איש בשפע רע, שפע שפע רע. אוי אוי אוי, ויתואל ויש קדש, בקדישו של מלון. ויתואל ויש קדש בקדישו של מלום. ויתואל ויש קדש בקדישו של מלום. ויתואל ויש קדש בקדישו של מלום. ועל ידי זה איש בשפע איש בשפע רב, שפע שפע רב. ועל ידי זה איש בשפע איש בשפע רב, שפע שפע רב, אוי אוי ועל ידי זה איש בשפע רב, שפע שפע רב, ועל ידי זה איש בשפע רב, שפע שפע רב. ותואר ויש קדש בקדישו של מלוך, מלוך, מלוך. ותואר ויש קדש בקדישו של מלוך, מלוך, מלוך. Malo <laughs> Ich passe bei der Bechonne, weil du meinst. 
Everybody, we're at ninety-one point one FM, ninety point one FM in the Catskills, Rockland County at ninety-one point nine on the FM dial. And I welcome those of you who are tuned in around the world at jmtheam.org. Also, a big thank you to those who are uh, heading up to the Catskill region who never forget to tune into JM and the AM during that journey. May take one or two or three radio stations, but uh, you know, depending on where you're transitioning, but. Um, they're very dedicated listeners, those who are tuned up, are tuned in rather as they head up to the Catskill region. Mendy Werdiger and company with Vataher. You heard Ari Goldwag, Shari Shamayim. Ofi Natsmim Komcha, Lachad Odi with 613 and Shabbat and Gilo. Done that off of the Shabbos a cappella CD. Uh, Leif Tahar singing that selection. 29 minutes after 7 o'clock, Erev Shabbos Parshas Matos. Candle lighting at 803 later today, 803. Malcolm Honline is normally with us on Fridays. He is not able to appear today because of a briefing that he must be at in Washington, D.C. this morning. And uh, we tried. We tried to think, both he and I together tried to think of ways uh, to actually um, get a conversation into uh, this program at some point this morning. It simply did not work out. He has a, a very important meeting that's going to be taking place um within the next hour or so, and um, he won't be able to join us. So our next weekly update takes place on the 25th of July, a week from today, 7.40 in the morning Eastern Time right here 
at JM in the AM. Monday, we head to Israel with the Nefesh Benefesh, incredible flight of heroes. I'm calling them heroes. Some people yesterday said, I don't know, was it yesterday, the day before, I don't know, about the word hero. Yeah, they're heroes, all right. All these uh, amazing people that are setting up their roots in um, in the Holy Land during this trying time, this summer of 2014, will be with them on the flight this coming Monday. Speak to you live from Israel this coming Tuesday here at JM in the AM. The IDF suffered its first casualty in Operation Protective Edge at 4 a.m. this morning. As the army commenced its ground offensive into Gaza, two more soldiers were lightly wounded. 20-year-old Sergeant First Class Eitan Barak from Herzliya was killed in Gaza under still unclear circumstances. He was promoted posthumously from Sergeant on Friday. IDF units seized positions in northern, central, and southern Gaza and traded fire with terror organizations overnight following the launch of a ground offensive. One unit was the target of a failed bomb attack. The IDF expects armed clashes to increase after sunup. The units are at their designated place. We expect significant friction to begin after first light. This according to a military source, 14 armed Palestinian combatants were killed overnight. We are focusing on three efforts, the source said. The first is continued airstrikes. The second is taking over of targets by ground units. The last is preparing the next stage of this operation. Ground forces are focusing on destroying Hamas's extensive tunnel network. In their first few hours in Gaza, they were engaged by gunmen after and returned fire. In some cases, bombs were set off near the approaching military forces. The source described the resistance encountered by the IDF as low, adding that the massive wave of fire launched by artillery and airstrikes before the entrance of ground units helped ensure that Hamas kept its head down. Hamas was surprised by the patience of the Israeli public and by the performance of Iron Dome, the source said. It took Hamas years to plan the tunnel attack on Kibbutz Sufa, referring to an attempt Thursday by Hamas to send 13 heavily armed terrorists to the kibbutz to go on a killing spree before being intercepted by the IDF. The Air Force hit 103 targets overnight between Thursday and Friday, including 20 underground rocket launchers and six terrorist headquarters. Since the start of the operation, the IAF struck 2,100 targets, including 1,160 underground launchers, 200 command and control centers, nine training camps, and 43 Hamas regime buildings. The IAF also struck rocket launching squads as they were preparing to fire into Israel. Hamas responded with rocket fire on several Israel areas. In some cases overnight, the IAF struck areas used to fire on Israel immediately, as well as with artillery. Artillery. We are directing our firepower at operatives, tunnels, and infrastructure, the source explained. The IDF has been authorized by the cabinet to call up a further 18,000 reservists, opening the door to planning the next stage in the operation. Meanwhile, very large intelligence capabilities are being achieved, are being activated rather, and new targets are being acquired. All this is going on as a 20-year-old Sergeant First Class Eitan Barak from Herzliya was killed in Gaza. First casualty of the IDF in this operation. He'll be laid to rest on Sunday. 
And anybody who has uh, children 20 years old or in that area, it certainly makes you think about the sacrifice that the Jewish people are making and the people of Israel, I should say, are making in this operation. Uh, we read from the Jerusalem Post and some of its latest news stories as they and so many others continue to follow the news from Gaza and Israel. Friday morning, it's JM and the AM on this era of Shabbos Parshas Matos, candle lighting at 8.03. Monday, we head to Israel after JM and the AM with that incredible Nefesh Benefesh flight. Kolakavod. To all those who are uh, heading to Israel to make Aliyah and be part of the future of the Jewish people in the state of Israel. Malcolm Honline. Malcolm Honline usually visits us via telephone on Friday morning with the weekly update. Today he is at a briefing in Washington early this morning that he simply cannot adju- where he simply cannot adjust his schedule to join us. It is an important meeting that he is at, and therefore our next weekly update a week from today, the twenty fifth of July, right here at JM in the AM.
So they have to turn it on to do 
Good morning, 91.1 FM, 90.1 FM in the Catskills, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial. Around the world on the web, it's jmandtheam.org. Thanks to those who are tuned in on the NSN app. Greatly appreciated. Friday morning on this Erev Shabbos, Parshas Matos, candle lighting at 8.03 on this Erev Shabbos, 8.03. 
Many synagogues begin earlier. Make sure you know when things start where you are. 64 degrees, partly cloudy, a high temperature of 83. Looks like a nice weekend in this area. Visiting day is Sunday. Big hello to those that are heading up to Camp Missoura or any camp up there. Getting ready for a great day on Sunday. Looking forward to seeing everybody up at Missoura as I'm sure they're preparing for a very busy Sunday. We pray for the safety and security of our brothers and sisters in Israel with special blessings for our brothers and sisters in the Israel Defense Forces as the ground invasion has begun. And no doubt the next few days are going to be very difficult for those who fight for the freedom and the future of the state of Israel and the Jewish people. Malcolm Honline normally joins us Friday morning at this time with a full-fledged report on what's happening in this amazing world of ours. Malcolm, who I saw yesterday, is uh, at a very early morning Washington briefing, a very important meeting, and we tried. We tried every which way to figure out how he could possibly join us to update us this morning here at JM and the AM, and it just did not work out. So I apologize for that. Our next weekly update will be on the 25th of July, one week from today with Malcolm Honline, and uh, again, he apologizes. This encounter that he has this morning in Washington is of uh, such significance and so important, and timing-wise, right during our slot, and there was nothing we could really do about it. We thought maybe something uh, just before or just after the regular time slot, but uh, none of those ideas worked out. So a week from today, our next weekly update Hopefully the news will be very positive when we reconvene a week from now here at JM and the AM. Got to give credit to those government officials that have been out there with strong statements. Strong statements in support of Israel and the right of Israel to defend its people. And in this case, got to give credit where credit is due. We cite the senior United States Senator from the state of New York. Charles E. Schumer. Senator Chuck Schumer has been uh, very outspoken. And uh, the words that he has submitted to um, assorted publications and that were printed by the New York Post in the last few days should be noted and should be uh, responded to with appreciation. Senator Schumer writes, amid the recent troubles between Israel and the Palestinians, many Americans and media commentators are drawing disturbing lines of parallelism, parallelism between the two societies, asserting a false moral equivalency to the actions of each. In essence, the claim goes like this. Both sides are fighting each other with similar degrees of violence. Both treat each other equally badly. Each side is equally to blame for the violence, and they just can't come together. That notion that there is a moral equivalency between the defensive and targeted actions that the rule of law-based Israel is compelled to take and the proactive and indiscriminate actions that hate-based organizations like Hamas takes, 
is completely unfair, unfounded, and infuriating to supporters of Israel with good reason. In fact, there is no moral equivalence between the actions and reactions of Israel and Hamas and the Palestinian community to the violence that has occurred. Two glaring examples stand out. The first revolves around the difference between Israel and the Palestinian community's reactions to the horrible kidnapping and cold-blooded murder of four boys, three Israeli and one Palestinian. No doubt the loss of these children is one beyond words. Both incidents were abhorrent. But the reaction on both sides was not the same. How did Hamas and too many diverse parts of the mainstream Palestinian community respond to the kidnapping and murder of three young Israelis? They cheered. The official Hamas spokesman called the kidnappers heroes. The mother of one of the suspected kidnappers said, If he, my son, truly did it, I'll be proud of him till my final day. And is it no wonder, given the hatred of Israel that has been preached in textbooks and schools to two generations of Palestinian children, such propaganda has been propagated by not only Hamas, but by the, by not only Hamas, but by the Palestinian Authority, and has created a perverse mythology throughout Palestinian society that calls suicide bombers martyrs and extols kidnappers and murderers as heroes. Those who killed the Israeli boys have not been found, and the cooperation of Palestinian authorities in the hunt for them has been lukewarm at best. Compare that to the reaction of the Israeli people to the murder of a Palestinian teenagers. Israelis were aghast. The Prime Minister immediately called the murderers terrorists who committed deeds equal to the terrorism on the other side and said that Israel must find who is behind this despicable murder. The Israeli government has made every effort to bring those responsible to justice, and there are now six arrests. While each side has its fanatics, it's how the societies deal with those fanatics that counts. A second example is the difference between how Israel and Hamas have conducted themselves in the last weeks as violence has soared. Most headlines and news reports suggest that there is fighting on both sides, air raids on both sides, and say or imply that each side is equally at fault. They ignore the stark difference between the two sides. Hamas, which has won elections with the support of the population of Gaza, is a terrorist group that remains bent on the destruction of Israel and its citizens. Without provocation, the Hamas governing authority flings rockets over the border, all over Israel, without regard to civilian lives or public safety. In fact, the terrorists frequently target civilians. Their intent is to terrorize and inflict as much pain as possible. When Israel reacts, it does so defensively to prevent rockets from hurting its people. It targets military capabilities or terrorist leaders. What other society gives advanced warnings to those shelling it by dropping leaflets and making cell phone calls to warn the inhabitants of impending defensive strikes to minimize the loss of innocent lives? Those proportional steps clearly make it harder to eliminate the terrorists and rockets, and Israel is almost unique in taking them. Again, to say that both sides are equally to blame in this recent round of violence simply lets Hamas and its leaders off the hook and naturally encourages them to continue the violence because the condemnation of the world falls equally on Israel's and Hamas's shoulders, a condition they seek as effectively giving permission for future violence. Netanyahu has asked, what would the U.S. do if this kind of violence was happening in Houston or Chicago or New York? 
What would Germany do if it were happening in Frankfurt or France if Paris was under attack? Would those countries just shrug their shoulders? Would they listen to admonitions of the world to let the rockets continue and just try to talk? No. They would defend their citizens as Israel is defending its citizens. We can't have a double standard which fall, which fails to grant Israel the same understanding as any other country that finds itself under attack. This op-ed, as I mentioned before I read it, was written by Charles Schumer, senior United States Senator, State of New York, and I say kudos, Senator Schumer, a strong, hard-hitting, important article, op-ed piece, about the situation that's going on now with Israel and Hamas. Thank you, Senator Schumer. Friday morning broadcast at 5 minutes before 8 o'clock. As I mentioned earlier, Malcolm Holmline is at a briefing in Washington, is not able to join us at this time. Our next scheduled weekly update is one week from today on the 25th of July, 7.40 in the morning Eastern Time, right here at JM in the AM. Another siren wails Just an ordinary day Was it anyone I know How can life go on this way Holy land of Israel How much grief can you sustain We search for words of courage to help you ease the pain. Be brave, be strong, we're standing proud. Be brave, be strong, we sing out loud. Be brave, be strong, and hear our prayer to sing shalom. Comfort and the strength to persevere. 
Jam in the AM with We Stand as One off of the best of Jewish a cappella. 8 o'clock in the morning on a Friday. Again, I remind everybody that uh, normally at this time, Malcolm Honeline is with us, and we are discussing in our weekly update the events of the week. Uh, Malcolm is in Washington. I saw him yesterday. We tried very hard to see if we could range, rearrange uh, both of these schedules here and his schedule to accommodate some type of conversation this morning. It was uh, essentially impossible. And uh, we both apologize, but next week will be the next weekly update, the 25th of July at 7.40 in the morning. Malcolm Honline will join us. There's a lot of news, obviously, some of which we've gone through already today. And um, we'll get to uh, the next seven days' worth of news as well next week during our weekly update. Friday morning, Arab Shabbos. This is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial. Round the world on the web, jmtheam.org. If you have your smartphone, make sure to install the NSN app. A very, very easy way to tune into this radio show and to enjoy our stream all day long. Keep in mind that our friends at Kedem make sure to present an amazing and incredible Erev Shabbos music mix starting at 10 a.m. Eastern time all the way until candle lighting on the uh, network at jmtheam.org. Keep that in mind. And also keep in mind, Monday we are here at JM and the AM and then immediately head to Kennedy Airport to be part of that incredible journey with uh, hundreds of Olim with Nefesh Benefesh. Tuesday I speak to you from Israel. And by the way, programming note, which the people out there who love a cappella selections are going to enjoy, David Ross has um, arranged with us, or we've arranged with him, uh, to be here this coming Thursday, this coming Thursday morning at JM in the AM. He's going to bring a, bring a group that he considers to be a uh, superb a cappella group who will perform live in our studio during our three weeks format. That happens on Thursday. I thank in advance David Ross. He and his group will be in our studio a week from uh, a week from yesterday, Thursday morning, this upcoming Thursday morning, right here at JM in the AM. Ani ma'amin b'emunash lema b'viyat hamashiach Ani ma'amin hai ve'afalpi she'it ma'amea im kol ze'ach ha'kelo b'chol yom she'yavo hai ואפלפי שיתמהמה עם כל זה אחכלו בכל יום I believe in the 
J.M. in the A.M., that's Yosef Karduner with Ani Mamin here on a Friday morning era of Shabbos. Normally at this time we're speaking with Malcolm Honline and getting our weekly update. He is in Washington, not able to join us this morning. Our next weekly update will be a week from today. Uh, Friday morning here at JMM. Yesterday we thought it would work out today, and uh, we, even when I saw Malcolm yesterday, we tried to figure out a way to make it work, but unfortunately weren't able to. He's at a briefing this morning that he has to be at early, and uh, and that's the story. I want to thank a listener, Dina, who sent me a notice that the Sohar rabbis have sent out. Um, this is a special message from the Rabbanate Sohar to Jews in the diaspora, or actually, to be more accurate, to rabbis in the diaspora. As the IDF effort to root out terrorists in Gaza intensifies, the Tsohar Rabbinical Organization issued a direct call to diaspora rabbis and communities to demonstrate their support for Israel by choosing to come and visit the country at this time. Tsohar Chairman Rabbi David Stav said, Israel and our people are in an eight tsara, a time of crisis. The role of Jews all over the world must be to pray for the welfare of our soldiers and our people, but also to show your solidarity by choosing the next possible time to come and be with us. In a letter distributed to rabbis all over the world, Rabbi Stav said that particularly in this time of the Jewish year, to three weeks, when the Jewish people commemorate historical tragedies, it's incumbent that Israel not be forsaken. The IDF soldiers are not only protecting the citizens of Israel, they are risking their lives in defense of the entire Jewish people. It is important that we all show our moral and spiritual support now, not just through words, but through action. Rabbi Stav added that despite the traditional custom to avoid extensive travel during the days preceding Tisha B'av, supporting Israel in this time supersedes any such considerations. Tsohar, which works regularly with rabbis from around the world, to protect the Jewish future of Israel announced they have opened a special operations center to assist diaspora rabbis in all logistical and operational support to leading their communities to Israel. Uh, information about all of this, sohar.org.il, T-Z-O-H-A-R.org.il. This is JM in the AM. 
in the AM with AKA Pella. Friday morning broadcast. Candle lighting at 8.04, we'll call it. Little debate here if it's 8.03 or 8.04, we'll call it 8.04 on this Erev Shabbos Parshas Matos. Visiting day Sunday coming up. Enjoy everybody who's heading up to uh, different summer camps for a great visiting day. Malcolm Honeline is usually with us at this time. He had to be at a briefing in Washington, D.C. this morning. It was impossible for us to rearrange the schedule, uh, both his and ours, to accommodate some type of conversation. So we apologize for that. He will return, please God, a week from today. Weekly update one week from now on the 25th of July at 7.40 in the morning Eastern Time here at JM in the AM. I want to thank, uh, and Rabbi Yudin is coming up from Israel. Rabbi Yudin will speak to us from Israel today. He is there in the midst of everything that's happening. He'll speak to us from Israel today. I want to thank listener Eric. Listener Eric says, here is a halachic query that I imagine doesn't come up much in the good old USA. Eric is in Jerusalem. He uh, sends me a piece of a um of a uh a tshuva, a responsa that was written by Rav Shlomo Aviner. The question what should a person do if he's in the middle of Shmona Esrei and hears a warning siren for an incoming missile? And the answer reads He should run to the bomb shelter and continue to Davin Shmona Esrei there. This is based on two factors. One, it is a case of life-threatening situation. Two, walking in the middle of Shmona Esrei without speaking is not considered an interruption. For example, if I'm praying Shmona Esrei and a child is bothering me to the point that I can't concentrate, I can move to another place. Or if I'm saying Shmona Esrei by heart and I can't remember Yalaviyavo, I can go and get a sitter. Speaking is forbidden, but there's no problem of moving if there's a need. And he cites the Mishnah Bura, section 104. Therefore, if I'm in the middle of Shemona Esri and I hear a warning siren for an incoming missile, I should go to the bomb shelter without talking and continue to daven where I left off. And then he cites a variety of uh, sources for that conclusion. That's right, listener Eric. A halachic query that doesn't come up much in the good old USA. And I appreciate you sharing that with us. And I mean that wholeheartedly. Quarter after 8 o'clock, Rabbi Yudin from Israel, next at JM in the AM. Shame, 
J.M. in the A.M., this is certainly a time where uh, we feel the Chaverim Kol Yisrael as we uh, pray and continue to focus on our brothers and sisters in Israel and, of course, our brothers and sisters in the Israel Defense Forces during this time. It's Friday, J.M. in the A.M. on this era of Shabbos, Parshas Matos, candle lighting at 8.04. That comes from A.K.A. Pella. Rabbi Yudin is in Israel, and he is going to be joining us in the next couple of minutes. I'm sure with a very special message during this time. Uh, but be patient, everybody. He will join us in the next couple of minutes, and uh, we will get to his words about the Parsha of the Week, Parsha's Matos, and I'm sure inspiring words from the Holy Land at this very, very um, challenging summer of 2014. So that's all coming up here at JMM. Again, I apologize for a drop-behind schedule, but uh, Rabbi Yudin is coming up. And uh, we will hear his words about this week's Parsha uh, if you're just a drop more patient. JM in the AM with a reminder that Monday, right after JM in the AM, I'll head to the airport and participate in the incredible celebration of hundreds of Olim who will be together on one plane with one purpose, to lay their roots down in the Holy Land. Uh, thank you to Nefesh Benefesh. We will be together with them Monday. You'll have an opportunity to see it Monday night in the Eastern Time Zone, very late Monday night in the Eastern Time Zone on the Nefesh Benefesh website. Their incredible video is uh, one of the best ways to celebrate from thousands of miles away, especially if you have family or friends that are on the flight. That's always incredible. And uh, then I'm back here in studio Wednesday morning at JM in the AM. And don't forget that uh, David Ross is preparing a wonderful a cappella group to join us Thursday morning next week in studio. A little bit of a three-weeks live performance that we are looking forward to. So a big week, and it all starts with the State of Israel next week as we um, get set on Monday morning for the uh, big trip taking place Monday afternoon with all those amazing Jewish heroes. As I said, Rabbi Yudin is in Israel, and he will be joining us uh, hopefully in just a couple of minutes with his words about this week's Parsha. And uh, no doubt with a special message in regard to uh, the situation going on right now. It's all coming up if you keep it here at JM in the AM. (laughs) 
Voices of Kolachai, who you'll recall are from Jerusalem, the three brothers. As we stay focused on the Holy Land on this Friday morning broadcast, JM and the AM on this Erev Shabbos Parsha's Matos, candle lighting at 8.04. Many synagogues begin earlier. Make sure you know when things start where you are. Rabbi Yudin is in Israel, which makes today's Torah portion message even more Meaningful. This time each and every Friday, every Erev Shabbos, with great pleasure we present Rabbi Benjamin Yudin, spiritual leader of Congregation Shomrei Torah in Fairlawn, New Jersey, to address the entire listening audience concerning the Torah portion of the week. Good morning, Rabbi Yudin. Good morning, Nachum. 
Good Erev Shabbos, everybody. Well, for you it's good morning, and for me it's good afternoon. I am in Chispin, in the north, in Eretz Yisrael. I happen to be with a group of over a hundred young women from the States and other places who are joining NCSY, uh, learning and touring Mechlelet. And by the way, Nachum, regards from your daughter Chava. Last I saw, she's having a wonderful time. There are young men here, young women here, and spending at the moment where they should be in and around Beit Shemesh up in the north because of what is going on in Eretz Yisrael which we'll speak about in a few moments tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Parshas Matos according to the Chinuch Parshas Matos contains two mitzvos one positive and one prohibition and they both relate to the Nedarim including Lo Yachel Devaro that a person is not to profane his speech I'd like to share with you what I consider something very timely and very significant as we move on in the parsha. In the beginning of chapter 31, we find that Hashem tells Moshe that he should avenge the honor of Bnei Yisrael by going and attacking Midian because of that which Midian had done against Bnei Yisrael. And he tells Moshe that they are to take and go to war. Elef lemateh, elef lemateh. Literally, in chapter 31, verse 4, 1,000 soldiers per tribe. Again, 1,000 per tribe. Why repeat Elif Lemateh, Elif Lemateh? The Medrash Rabbah on Parshas Matos, chapter 22, paragraph 2, suggests something very significant. 1,000 from each tribe actually fought against Midian. And another 1,000 was there, says the Medrash Litfila, for prayer. Showing the 1,000 that are actually doing the fighting, that yes, your fighting is important. Your taking up the weapons is what is the actual fighting. But... As we say in chapter 20 of Tehillim, Ele Barechev, the Ele Basusim, they come with their armaments. Vanachnu b'shem Hashem Elokeinu Naskir, and we come with the name of God. And met the Targum on Shem Hashem is we come with Tefillah. We come with literally our prayer. And we should recognize and realize that prayer is an integral part of the mulchama, of the battle. You shouldn't say to yourself, what can I do? All right, I'll say a tefillah. 
Okay, I'll say some tilim. No, that is a wrong attitude. That's an attitude that tilim is as if, come on, it's a bidieved, it's secondary. I, I can't do the primary, then I'm going to. No, we see from this medrash and we see from the Torah that required literally for each soldier there was to be an individual assigned to pray, to pray for his welfare and to pray for the welfare of the cloud. And this is such an important point. It was true then when we went to war against Midian, and it's equally and clearly just as powerfully important today when we are fighting Hamas. And when we recognize and realize that to date, unbelievably, over 1,200 rockets have come out of Gaza. And when you say your Shmona Esrei, there are so many different parts of our tefillah that are to become much more meaningful to you. Slow down as you conclude the first bracha. Baruch Ato Hashem Mogain Avraham. Understandably, that one over a quarter of all these rockets have been shut down, shut down by the Iron Dome. And note, which ones does the Iron Dome intersect? Those that would be coming to populated areas. The rest, they allow to literally just fall. Now this is an amazing thing when you say in your Shemona Esrei, Al-Nisecha, Shebuchol Yomimanu, literally the miracles that God performs for us on a daily basis. This is something which is to be said in an excited way. It's happening literally as we speak in front of us. And I've got to tell you more about the efficacy of tefillah, about the significance of tefillah. We find in Tehillim, chapter 56, that David HaMelech says in 56, Pasuk 9, No di sofarta, atosimo demosi binodecha. Literally, God, you, we, David prayed to God that he, Hashem, should gather his tears, should gather his prayers, and he should save them, halo besifra secha, and save them for when we need them. Now, listen carefully, and if you like, take a look. This is in Bereshis Rabbah, chapter 53. Paragraph 14, David HaMelech says on this verse in Tillim, 56.9, says David, listen carefully now, you have listened to El Dimasa Shel Hagar Lo You, God, were not silent and you listened to the prayers of Hagar, the mother of Yishmael the mother of the Arabs. And listen carefully, says David, if you listen to her prayers, all the more so must you listen to mine. And therefore, there's no question, they too are praying. But we must remind ourselves of that very special bond that we have with HaKadosh Baruch Hu at this time. Hashem says to Moshe, go to war against 
the people of Midian. Why? Because you are to avenge the honor of Israel. When Moshe sends them to war, he sends them just ever so slightly. He sends them to avenge not the honor of B'nai Yisrael, but the Nikmas Hashem, the honor of God. Why, says Rashi so powerfully, that when the enemy, unfortunately, sends their missiles and their rockets against us, says Rashi, it is literally against HaKadosh Baruch Hu that they are sending their rockets. And therefore, we pray to Hashem that as Tefillah is saved, and I'll go one step beyond the incredible amount of prayer, the sincerity that was offered by the Jewish people worldwide on behalf of the three teenagers, Hashem in Kon Damam, who doesn't know if perhaps all those tefillos that were given with such sincerity, all those tefillos is what's helping us today and allowing us to see the miracles that we are seeing today. Nothing less than incredible. And I think I must share with you a unbelievable Baal HaTurim. This Baal HaTurim is found in Bereshis chapter 6, verse 11. And please look it up yourself, because you'll see how fantastic it is and how it speaks to us literally today. The Pasuk reads, The land became corrupt before God, and the land was full of chomos, violence. On this Pasuk, if those who are familiar with the style of the Balaturim, wherever you find, not wherever, he always tries to give you similarities of language. And he says, take note, that here the Torah says, Hamas. the land was filled with violence. And he sends you to the beginning of the book of Shmos, where the Torah tells us how the Jewish people became Literally, plentiful. They gave birth, Shisha Bekeris Echad, six tuplets. They were, the mommy gave birth six at a time. Chapter 1 in the book of Shmos, Pasuk 7, Vatimoleya Ores Osam. So there it says, Vatimoleya Ores Osam in Shmos 1 6. Here in Bereshis, in 6.11, it says, Vatimolei Oretz Chomas. Now listen to this, what he says. Unbelievable. He says, 
that when it comes to B'nai Yisrael, Fatimaleha Oretz Osam, the mother went out into the field and she gave birth to six children. How in the world was she able to take care of her six children? So Hashem literally created among the many miracles in Egypt that the earth literally swallowed them. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu literally nurtured them under the ground until they were able to come up by themselves. This is brought down. Look inside. He brings this medrash in the Balaturim 6.11. Now this is using the earth in the most productive way. And how did they use the earth in a negative way, in a destructive way in the time of Noah? What happened was a person would give a treasure to his friend. Do me a favor. Please take it and uh, safeguarded for me. And what did he do with it? He would bury it in the ground. But before he buried it in the ground, he would what? He would put some perfume, some aroma, so later on he'd be able to find it in the ground and he would steal the other person's money. So they used it for violence and we used it for productivity. When we had Gush Katif, tons of produce came out of there. And just like Yitzchak, who lived in Gerar, was able to bring Me'asha Orim a hundredfold from that area, when we were there, we saw literally the hand of God, and it was Vatimolei Ha'oretz Osam. And what do they do? Vatimolei Ha'oretz, literally Hamas, literally the earth itself is filled with Hamas, with Hamas, with violence that they unfortunately just yesterday morning through these tunnels that they have spent millions and millions of dollars on to tunnel their way from Gaza into under the Kibbutzim and they came into the Kibbutz trying to unfortunately either or God forbid, do terror there or take them back to Gaza as hostages. Incredible. You see the difference with what we are dealing with over here. We're dealing with in the most positive way or unfortunately in the most negative way. This is such a powerful idea. And there are just so many exciting quote, Rimazim, that our Torah is with us at this time. Take a look, if you'd like, in the Yalkut Shimoni in Tehillim. And the Remez is, namely the chapter is, Tavshin Ayin Dalit, exactly our year. And what does it talk about? God accepting our Tfilos, as I began with the Pasuk from Tehillim, Nun Vav 56, Pasuk 9. I just want to conclude with a beautiful Rashi found once again at the beginning of the Torah in the beginning of Perik Bez and what does the Torah say there that on the sixth day it had nothing grew when it says that on the third day God created the vegetation, the trees the grass, it means it was all beneath the surface of the earth. It had not yet sprouted forth because, as the Torah says, Adam ayin la adama. And this is chapter 2, 
verse 5. And Rashi explains, what does that mean? It hadn't rained yet. Why? There was no man to work the ground. Nobody would recognize the goodness of the rain. And therefore, Adam, when man came, the Yoda, and he realized that they are necessary for the world. His he prayed for the rain, the and the rain came down. We see from this Rashi that God put into nature that it wouldn't grow, the trees wouldn't sprout, the grass wouldn't grow until man prayed for it. And on its behalf, we see from here that prayer is not just something of a mabakach. It's not something, well, I can't do anything else. No, it is a lechatchila. And that's why I say we should be davening much more slowly these days. And count your words, and realize, and connect with Hashem. And we should understand that when we say the tefillah for tzahal in our synagogues throughout the world, we should pause and it's not a time to finish your shnayim mikra v'echot targum or anything else that you might be doing during that time. But listen and connect with these men who are literally fighting on our behalf for the security of our people and for the, as we have in this week's parsha, honor of Hashem. And we pray that speedily they should be safe, they should be successful, and Please God, the honor of Hashem, the honor of our Torah, and the honor of our people will only be increased through their wonderful efforts and through your special tefillos. Shabbat Shalom to all. They know they need, O Tilio Mayad, they know they need. Asur Metzo Hefet, Asoterachim, Gamilda Berbo, Divre Terachim, Divre Sephora, Aftivre Machim, Megabitorakel, Utechak Mani, O Tilio Mayad, they know they need. Let's 
sarveta agima mita blimbo akhone sohi kiyons makhotu ute sarte sohi oti leomeya beno beni oti leomeya beno beni Friday morning, JM in the AM. Ki Eshmera before that with Bitachon. Candle lighting at 8.04 in this Arab Shabbos Parshas Matos. My thanks to Rabbi Yudin with those brilliant words from the Holy Land. He is in Israel as we speak. And I thank him for the uh, for his incredible words today, like every Friday. Um, uh, there's a rumor. There are always rumors with JM in the AM because you never know who's going to decide to come on when. Uh, the latest rumor is that Naftali Bennett is going to join us Monday. It's still a rumor, so there's nothing definite to tell anybody, but that's it, it's flying around there. And Naftali Bennett might join us on Monday. We'll see what happens. Monday, of course, uh, once the radio show ends, I'm heading to the airport for the uh, Nefesh Benefesh flight. I'll be there Tuesday, uh, speak to you from Israel on Tuesday, and then Wednesday back here in studio at JM in the AM and Looking forward to traveling with the amazing hundreds of Jewish heroes who are going to Israel permanently uh, this coming Monday. It's going to be an incredible and amazing journey this time. It's always amazing, but imagine at this time, just incredible. Uh, I want to thank everybody who's been um, uh, writing to us uh, you know, through all the different venues, but especially on our app. <laughs> you know, you can put a comment on the home screen of our app whenever you want, and we do get some great, uh, you know, Nice comments. Uh, some uh, One listener writes this morning, this rocks. I love JM and the AM. I thank you for that. Um, listener talks about our news. One listener says, um, if LL planes are going half full to Israel, 
I would go on a, on a minute's notice if they make those flights uh, more financially uh, doable. That's an interesting concept, by the way. What if uh, airlines would let the entire world know that if you go tonight, we've got extra seats on the plane? Anyway, PC Guy checks in on our app. He says, as we prepare for Shabbat in Jerusalem, we do not forget our brothers, sisters, children, and grandchildren living near Gaza or those serving in the IDF. Our thoughts and prayers are with them for a quick and successful end to this situation. We always remember that calls to Hashem from Jerusalem are a local call. Great one, PC Guy. And a listener writes, I am listening from the Merkaz, that means the central part of Israel. A young father who has just been told by his commanding officer to keep his phone with him over Shabbat because I may have to join as a reservist in the operation. Thank you for your support from afar. Wishing all of Israel Shabbat Shalom. Unbelievable. JM in the AM coming up on the end of another amazing week here. Weekly update will return next week at 740. As uh, Rabbi Yudin mentioned, he saw my daughter Chava in Israel. We also have uh, two sons there this summer, Yosef and Yoshua. And ironically, <laughs> ironically, I'll be there for Tuesday. And, uh, and both the folks at NCSY and the folks at Camp Masora's Nala program are so uh, filled with programming, thank God, and are seeing the land in such an amazing way, even under these circumstances, that I don't know if I'm going to see any of the kids on Tuesday. <laughs> We're trying to figure it out. But thank God. Thank God a lot of people continue to travel to Israel, and we look forward to being there on Tuesday with that incredible group from Nefesh Benefesh. Time to say good Shabbos, praying for peace and calm for our brothers and sisters everywhere, and especially in the Holy Land. This is JM in the AM. The sun is going down It's shining through the trees Another week's gone by Become a memory So throw away your hammer There's nothing left to do Go on home and find the gift That's waiting there for you Oh Say good job Cause all your work is done Gonna spend the day Together with The Holy One Say a special blessing On a cup That's filled with wine Man and his creator It's a very special sign will be burning They'll fill your home with light Singing songs of Shabbos Well into the night So throw away your hammer There's nothing left to do Go on home and find a gift That's waiting there for you Oh Cause all your work is done Gonna spend the day together with the Holy One Say a special blessing on a cup that's filled with wine 
Brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard and listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope. Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial. Around the world on the web, jmtheam.org. Make sure to be tuned in for our amazing and incredible Erev Shabbos music mix with a big thank you to our friends at Kedem. Uh, that goes on from 10 a.m. until uh, candle lighting time every single Erev Shabbos. And it is amazing. Check it out at jmtheam.org. Matis hosts JM Sunday on Sunday. He'll include news from Israel in English. Make sure to be tuned in. Last week they did a remarkable job with it and really got everybody caught up in a uh, comprehensive manner. It's going to be quite a weekend, no doubt. So uh, make sure to be tuned in Sunday morning starting at 7 a.m. Eastern Time for Matis and JM Sunday on jmtheam.org. I'll see you back here Monday in advance of the big trip with Nefesh Benefesh on Monday afternoon. Have a fabulous Shabbos, wonderful weekend. Keep our brothers and sisters in mind at all times. Pray for the peace and calm in the Holy Land. Till next time, Nachum Siegel reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.